wins challenging home Grand Prix. Ferrari gives Sainz an uphill battle. Lewis, this is Toto. Uh, I thought we lose and win as a team together, question. Oh, I can't believe it, guys. Oh, Lewis, that is so not right. That is not right. Welcome to the Late Night Race Review. Welcome back, everyone, to the Dutch Grand Prix episode of the Late Night Race Review. I'm Dave Jericho, and as always, I'm joined with Owen Scott and Azidro Gonzalez. If you haven't already, get hitting those like, follow, and subscribe buttons. It makes us feel awfully important. But I'm not going to lie, everyone. I didn't. I think. I think we're all on different pages today. I didn't. I, I wasn't a big fan of today's race, but the two lads here maybe have differing opinions. I think by lap twenty, I was praying for the pigeons to come back out on track to to spice things up a little bit. But we did pick up towards the end. We had a bit of a, a roller coaster finish to it. But uh, I know, Azidro, what did you make of it? It was a slow race, but uh, uh, there was a lot of drama, especially over that uh, Alpha Tauri situation and Yuki Tsunoda. And uh, overall, I th I'm not sure if Hamilton was more upset with the Mercedes team, with Vettel, or with Russell, or all the above. <laughs> <laughs> and Scotty, how wrong was I? What What did you think? Um, well, I I was taking care of the the live tweeting today for um for our Twitter page, so I was thoroughly engaged in every little movement that happened throughout you know, the race. I yeah, and I have to say because I I'm coming on here saying that I I didn't enjoy it, and I I noticed there on the live tweets there was a lot of uh, you know that's the end of an exciting Dutch Grand Prix. I was like, <laughs> I better not say that I'm contradicting myself here. I didn't write that. <laughs> yeah, that was me. I loved it. <laughs> Scotty found it exciting. Yeah, I was on my toes for every little movement that happened. I was looking out for pigeons to tweet about and stuff, but yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I had a good time. Yeah, you know, I liked it. Um, the I particularly liked the back and forth between Alonso and Norris. I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah, um, that th that was lovely to see. But um, yeah, no, no, I I enjoyed it. There it was, um, it, there was little uh, moments of it that were a little bit boring. But it, yeah, no, it had enough for me. I think. Yeah. No. I, oh, look, I'm gonna say it was the opposite and way around for me. I thought there was little bits that were exciting, but largely I I was very underwhelmed but look let's let's jump in here let's see because uh, otherwise i'll get caught in a rant of why i didn't like a race which is never good for anyone to listen to so let's jump in i, I think the main thing here is the red bull and mercedes issue went on i think sort of towards the back end of the race there like i said it was a bit of a roller coaster ending it was very much a, a case of a battle of strategies and who could get the right strategy at the right time given the circumstances that were going on on track so let's start with the the race leader here or the race winner was uh, Max Verstappen. I mean, he's after taking his 10th victory of the season and he's stretched that lead now to 109 points in the title. So I'm going to say it again. We said it last week and I'm going to say it again this week. If there's any Ferrari fans out there that are clutching onto any hope that Leclerc or Ferrari can make any sort of a comeback here, please, please <laughs> let it go. You're going to be very disappointed come the end of the season. Um. But it wasn't as comfortable as a win as we were all expecting. I mean, we were all confident that Verstappen was going to take the win this weekend, but maybe it got a little dicey towards the end. Was there any ever any doubt for you, Scotty, even towards the end of the race? 
Yeah, I, I think bar the Mercedes, um, the, that that call on the tires at the end, or the the lack of a call at the end, mm-hmm. was the thing that that killed it. He was, I think, Verstappen was lucky today because if, if Hamilton came in and took, or or asked for the for the softs at the same time as Russell came in, I think it'd be a, a different story. Or he would have put up more of a more of a challenge as soon as Verstappen went onto the softs mm. after the safety car. I think that was that was pretty much it. So I think Mercedes kind of handed him. The win today, in a way, so there yeah. was doubt there, but I think uh, I think Mercedes handed it to him. Yeah, uh, you're right, and and there was two two key events in the race that did lead to, like you say, Mercedes effectively maybe handing it to him, or like you said, in hindsight, maybe he would have still taken the win anyway. But I mean, Mercedes, they were looking dangerous on that one stop strategy, that medium and going to hard that was uh, seemed to work very well for them, and I think the hard compound tire was a lot faster than anyone expected. Um, more, more surprisingly, I swore, or more so, should I say, uh, for Red Bull. And what's your thoughts on the outcome, Azidro? Was he lucky? Were Red Bull caught uh, off guard, maybe by the pace of Mercedes on that hard compound tire? And did they get a bit lucky, maybe, with that virtual safety car and being able to get that pit stop done and gaining such an advantage from it? Uh, yes, I think Red Bull today was a bit lucky. Uh, that the the safety car definitely helped. Mercedes did was the virtual doing safety very car. good. Yeah, the virtual safety car. Yeah. Um, Mercedes was doing very good, and Red Bull risking uh, the the pitting because there was a safety car that was a bold move. But uh, I'm not sure if Max will be as uh, as happy at the end of the race if. Uh, if if they had stopped without the safety car mm-hmm. or just stopped but uh, clearly mercedes uh learned a few things and today they proved they they have a very good car although if max has if max is in a good day that red bull just ran past lewis with soft tires i mean lewis took a good i'm pretty sure that lewis take a look to the left and said oh there he goes <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it was a bit disappointing as well, wasn't it? That we were kind of led, you know, that we were getting hyped up for a bit of a sort of a unique scenario for this season that Max was going to possibly have to overtake both Mercedes on track uh, if that virtual safety car hadn't come out. Because obviously it was leading up, the, the two Mercedes had the pace on the hard compound tire and it was leading up then to Verstappen having to make that second pit stop. And it was going to be clear then that he was going to end up either behind both Mercedes or certainly behind Lewis. I think maybe I know the issue with Sebastian Vettel getting in Hamilton's way after he remember Vettel came out of the the pits uh, and held up uh, Hamilton for a little bit. I know that cost him three seconds, but I still think he was going to come out. Sorry, I think Verstappen was going to come out behind the Mercedes and was going to have to take both uh, guys on track. And we kind of got robbed of that, like so. That was the that was the first. Do you know? Like I said, I I I didn't enjoy the race. So when that happened, I was like, right, I'm getting hyped up now. I'm like, yes, we're going to see, you know, Hamilton on a sort of a, a punchy set of hard tires. We're going to have Verstappen coming out on the mediums. He might be able to keep. And then of course, we had the safe virtual safety car, and that sort of scuppered any sort of excitement on on that one. Mm. But we had then a full safety car then. Only what three laps later, Valtteri Bottas ended up 
pulling over on the side of the, the, the main straight there just before turn one. And that then sparked the top runners then to come in for soft compound tires. But Mercedes decided to leave Lewis out. And I get it. They were t- trying to ret- retain track uh, position. But what do you make of this call? Because there's retaining track position when you're on a solid set of tires and you don't and, and you're in a faster car. But when you you're retaining track position on an old set of medium compound tires and you know the person that's going to be behind you is Max Verstappen in his home Grand Prix on a brand new set of soft tires. Surely this was a terrible call from Mercedes and they should have either gone with both Russell and Hamilton stay out. Russell stays as a tail gunner to keep Verstappen at bay as long as possible to allow Hamilton to get into the distance at least until maybe the DRS is enabled, you know, to get them out of the DRS uh, window um, or bring them both out on soft tires and just say, right, we're going to be behind Verstappen on the restart and we'll just go for it. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What do you make of this decision? Was it a just a bit of a knee jerk? Did they make the wrong call? Just about just a one of those days for them? Yeah, I, I think they f- they forgot how to uh, be in this position in the race. They've, it's been so long since they've been up here now. Um, <laughs> the yeah, no, I, they dropped the ball big time, didn't they? Really, like, the the call clearly was Verstappen was always going to be be, be pushing, and he was he was um, he was catching Lewis as it was. But I I really think the call was to bring them in and put them both on a, a set of softs. I'm not sure why. Mm-hmm. They left Hamilton out like that. But a question for you, actually, was it even Russell that made the call to have the softs? Did he make the call to come in and get softs? Yeah, well, I I don't know that for a fact. But I mean, he, you know, Russell, he would have if he didn't agree with it, he would have stayed out on track. But I would imagine he I do remember actually something in commentary, maybe that they did say that he did make the call to come in for soft. So you could be right on that one. I think I do remember hearing something about that. That's um, that's what I thought. That was the impression I got during the race that he was the one who made the call to get the softs. And in that case, if that is the situation, is it more a fact that that Lewis dropped the ball and he didn't make the call to go? Okay, well, we should probably go on the softs here. And George, you know, in in that circumstance, I know we 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 talk a lot about the sort of strategy and and the strategists' decisions and stuff like that, more so from Ferrari in our previous podcasts. But in this instance, I think because the tires were working well for Lewis and I don't think he maybe necessarily would have known what the outcome might have been. I think that the pit wall would have known more information and maybe they get I didn't hear any radio calls. So I don't know whether they fed him any information about sort of the outcomes of, you know, option A, option B. Um, Like we heard Ferrari last week having a full length <laughs> conversation about. But. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, to, to answer your question, um, I I think probably in this circumstances, I think Lewis probably just went might the, the pit wall know better in this circumstance than I do, and retaining track position is probably best. Um, but they did that before last season. Do you remember they stayed out to retain track position? Max Verstappen came in for soft tires and won the world championship. <laughs> yeah, I mean they should know at this stage that um, Verstappen on a clean or a, a new set of of soft tires is just relentless he's going there was to no, the road there, yeah there was no way he it wasn't like it was a virtual safety car like like after the last virtual safety car i think verstappen was 12 seconds or something like that ahead of hamilton after that virtual safety car mm. so it wasn't like it was that c- circumstances reversed where hamilton was 12 seconds ahead of 
Verstappen. He was right on the gearbox of him. In fact, he was probably only a quarter of a car length from the nose of Lewis Hamilton's car going across the the uh, finish line or the start line. Um, like he, he, yeah, there was just no, there was no, there wasn't. Yeah. Anyway, look, we could. <laughs> I'm getting wound up here thinking about it. There was. Yeah, it was a disaster of a decision. They they obviously just hired in fucking Ferrari bloody strategists on work experience today. Yeah. Um. And speaking of Ferrari, we will get to that in a moment. I mean, I think we better we better notch Ferrari down on our priority order for a while because they're taking they're taking priority over our podcast every week at the moment. <laughs> Um, so I want to quickly chat about the virtual safety car. So that was our sort of our first incident that or incident that um, that ruined my fun. Um, so Yuki pulled it. Like let's let's see now. We, we know a little bit of information. We don't know what the cause of it was, but um, we'll go through the series of events anyway. So Yuki pulled over to the track, and he was complaining that possibly the wheels weren't fitted, or a wheel wasn't fitted. I think they were maybe hinting at the front left wheel wasn't fitted correctly. So he pulls over and now from sort of post-race, what looks to have happened is he either loosened his safety harness or disconnected his safety harness completely. Because those safety harnesses, if I if they're the same as a rally car, which I'm assuming they are, they have a single latch that so basically if it's a five point harness or a six point harness, there's a little latch on it which releases all um sort of all points of the harness in one go. So I don't know whether he just he flipped that little latch and released the harness or he just loosened the, the top. Judging by the way the, the his pit crew were working, it looked like he obviously, to me, it looks like he's released the whole safety harness. So anyway, so let me go back. Sorry, I digress a little bit there. But he, so he pulled over the side of the road. He, he stopped, looked like he was out of the race. His pit wall say, no, everything looks fine. Carry on. So then he starts crawling back to the to the pit lane which in hindsight, like in race time, you're thinking this is because there's an issue with the car. In hindsight, now it looks like it's possibly because he had released his safety harness and he has now started to drive around half the track with no safety harness on a live track. Um, so, I mean, look, he gets in. We saw the the, the mechanics working away. They, we saw the pit crew obviously adjusting his harness, either refitting it or tightening it, whichever it may be put a new set of tires on, go out. And of course, then there was still issues with the car. But the main question I have about all this, this series of events, like the FIA now are investigating this and rightly so. Um, and so what do we think, what do we think is going to happen here, Isidro? Because if this, if he's found to have released his safety harness completely, if he's flipped that little latch on the, on the buckle of the, the harness, that means he had no safety. He's after driving on a live track, ha- I, I, the guts of half the, the live track with no safety harness on. I mean, I've never heard of that before, so I'm not sure how what the FIA are going to do in regards to penalising that. I mean, what, what's your thoughts on it? The this issue definitely needs to be fully investigated. And actually, sorry, Zidra, let me cut across you. I mean, two questions. Hold that thought. What did you think of the uh, the incident first? Like, what what did you make of what actually was happening? Do you, do you think this is what's this is to be the right chain of events to you? If, well, it depends if we go with the, any sort of uh, tin foil hat mm-hmm. uh, conspiracy theory that uh, Alpha Tauri 
was uh, conspiring with Red Bull to have, uh, <laughs> to have this race. Jesus, Eater, I wasn't going there with the question. <laughs> <laughs> but I would not believe, I wouldn't go that far believing that uh, if there was an issue with Alpha Tauri and Tsunoda, it definitely needs to to be clear. Yeah. But the main, uh, the situation with the Tsunoda was, I think it was a very important for the outcome of the race because that the virtual yeah. safety car it messed up all the strategies, all the decisions that uh, most yeah. of the teams had so far, especially uh, Red Bull and then George Russell coming in. So that I think that Snowda was an uh, important driver today, not for winning the race, but uh, his actions uh, they yeah. had an impact on the on exactly. the podium. Well, then, what do you think then? So, so. I cut I cut you short there, but so in terms of the FIA, then in terms of a, what might be done in terms of a penalty here, like I said, it's obviously being investigated. I mean, it, it is. I think it's maybe not understood yet at what um, sort of w what stage the harness was, whether it was loosened, whether it was completely released. Um, I think that's what's being investigated at this stage. But I think at any level, if the safety harness isn't fully fastened to sort of you know within a, in, an inch of its life, um, it's surely not safe. So what do you think the outcome could be? What sort of penalties could Alpha Tauri or Yuki Tsunoda be looking at? Well, definitely not getting points after the race. That that <laughs> didn't happen for him today. Yeah. But I imagine that if FIA decides that he was actually driving without any safety belt yeah. and just to lose on the car, I, I would see him on the back of the grid for the next two races, maybe. Do you know something like that? Yeah, I mean, I was thinking. I, I would have thought it's so severe. I I could see like like I, it's a live track. You know, it's not like it's the end of the race. Even at the end of the race, you're not allowed to do that. Even though drivers do do that to sort of maybe lean out to to be waving and stuff like that. But on a live track, I don't know. I I. I would have seen something like a, a sort of a race ban or something like that could have been not for Alpha Tauri, but for possibly for Yuki Tsunoda. Uh, I mean, you can't obviously do a race ban for Pierre Gasly. Like, I mean, he didn't do anything. Um, but maybe uh, depending on what the, the investigation yields, I mean, if Alpha Tauri knew, I don't know what the, like I said, the team radio say, but if Alpha Tauri knew that he had his safety harness released and they instructed him to, drive on um well then you've got a big issue and i would imagine there's some sort of sensors on those safety harnesses to say whether there's you know one of them has come undone or something like that um i'm not 100 sure on that one but i mean what's your what's your thoughts scotty before we move on to do you think uh like what sort of uh, penalty would you see uh being justified if again let's hypothetically say it was a, a fully released harness and he drove half the track half the live track back to pits without a harness on and as you say i think it depends on on who knew and and what the what the situation was there should there's obviously sensors there if alfatari knew that that was open and they informed him to continue to drive then there should be what well, i want like some sort of a fine i guess yeah um, and if Yuki knew and made the decision himself to go back then yeah no i think a, a race ban is probably fitting because yeah the consequences of of that are, are dire if someone hits him. 
Well, especially as you know, you're going into when you're going into areas of corners, like when we were looking at the free practice and the qualifying and stuff like that, where they were complaining about cars, you know, sectors, uh, sections of the track where they were saying that they wanted to ban drivers from going slow in those sectors on qualifying because it was, or not in sectors, sorry, in those sections of corners because it was, it was, they were blind corners, they were dangerous. So if they were trying to ban that just in qualifying when everybody's harnessed up, like if Yuki was crawling back going through those same corners, I mean, if he got rear-ended by someone coming through a blind corner, um, and I'm not not 100% sure of the, the corners that he had left to go through before he got back to the pits, but again, he could have hit one of those and the outcome would have been absolutely horrific. So yeah, I think the ban should be fairly severe. Like, I mean, I think it is a massive, massive issue. Um, but anyway, let's, uh, we'll, we'll wait and see. I'm sure we'll hear probably something about that during the week. Uh, I would imagine, um, I'm sure we'll update anyone on our social media, um, on that one when we get it, but Ferrari, I mean, Look, let's not go too crazy on this one. I mean, we've done this every, like, it just seems every week. It's like Groundhog Day or something. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, look, started with lap 15. Uh, <laughs> they, they bring in Carlos Sainz and they had no rear left tire for him. Um, it looked like a possible reason. That, like, I mean, I was listening to Ted Kravitz kind of going through reasons why there wouldn't be a tire ready. And he was saying that the possible reason in this instance was that the it, that it was very plausible that the wrong tire was in the blanket. So when they opened all the blankets to bring the tires out, you know, they may have had, you know, sort of three medium compounds and and one soft compound or, you know, or whatever, a, a wrong set, not a matching set. So that was first problem. Second problem was uh, an unsafe release. Third problem, actually, I forgot they left their wheel gun out in front of Sergio Perez and ended up getting that absolutely obliterated. Um, I'm sure there's something else I'm missing there. But I mean, like, I know Bernardo has come out constantly and said no changes are necessary. He's happy. I mean, but at this stage, it's clear for everyone. Either he makes the changes or someone gets rid of him and brings someone else in who is willing to make changes because something, surely, Scotty, at this stage, something's got to give in that in that team. Um, I, I would liken it to um, the point at where the Titanic goes directly upright in the sea and the captain is sitting there still going, eh, it's fine, everything's yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> or it's going good. <laughs> it's, it, it's that one guy that's... Uh, falling from the top and banging off everything on the way down as he's <laughs> screaming it's, science okay. Today. it's okay it's okay <laughs> um you're just waiting for for the band to just be playing that music at ferrari <laughs> it's it, it, the, there should have been circus music there today but what i heard was that um it was like to do with the miscommunication between the engineers and the um and the mechanics so a timing thing uh, between the call being made and then science coming into the pit was but, the issue now let me cut across you there and again i don't know for sure but i'm gonna say if it was a timing issue how in god's name did you have three wheels out not four yeah 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 yeah. i mean they're they're you see them in you see them in the pits they're they're the four wheels are stacked together in blankets like mm. if it was a timing issue, how could you not get someone to grab the fourth? You know, get the cameraman out. Get him; he'll get the wheel out there. Yeah, yeah. 
unbelievable. If they can do a pit stop in in two seconds, two to three seconds, they can get a wheel out uh, in the time it takes the Ferrari to come down the the pit straight. Um, Unbelievable. There should be a change. You asked her earlier on there about um, whether uh, Bonato should be held responsible. And absolutely, yeah, this is a top team. They should, by all accounts this year, they should be challenging for the title. um, And they're not. Clearly something has to change. Yeah, it seems like he's not the right man for the job there. The likes of Toto or Christian would have that sorted at this stage. I, I would assume so, yeah. Now, what do you think, Isidro? Uh, do, you, do you think as well that he should be he should be given the boot, someone else should be given the boot, or a motivator put in, in place to, to sharpen some minds? <laughs> he's been, uh, been noticed been with Ferrari for years and years, and he, he brought Ferrari to this stage right now, although but I don't oh, think no, no, ha- I could argue that now when you say he brought Ferrari to this stage. I mean, since, um, I mean, Ferrari's in 2007. They won, I think, won the constructors. I No, they won the driver's title in 2008, wasn't it, with Kimi Raikkonen, I think? Yeah. Uh, I could be wrong. So I think 2007, they started actually going, they started declining in 2007. 2008 victory was sort of, still riding the wave from 2007 and they have just i continuously gone downhill they did a restructuring which helped in the production of the car in terms of the performance and the reliability and design of the car that restructuring seemed to work and streamline everything from a team perspective but nothing has been done in terms of the actual race the track side uh element and that's where it's been going downhill for years. I mean, you look back, you could go back, you could probably pick any year since 2008, 2009, and you could find just countless mistakes just creep in. Um, so like I said, so sorry to jump across you there, but I was just going to say, Bernardo, like certainly as a team principal, I don't think he's seen this. I, I don't think this success is necessary down to him. I think that's down maybe more to the, restructure and the the divisions within Ferrari and the reliability of the car. I think his decisions from the pit wall uh, leave a lot to be desired, if you ask me. Sorry, I know that was supposed to be your answer that I've just ripped into. <laughs> no, what, what, what I, sort of. What I would say is that uh, Binotto has been there from a technical perspective. He's been doing very good work on the on the on the cars, on the development itself yeah. but as a leader uh i don't think he has what it needs to it doesn't have what it needs to to lead the the team in the pit the way that the christian or toto mm-hmm. um, how Agreed. they do it on their team i mean binotto it might be good from a mechanical perspective has a lot of knowledge and he helped to bring ferrari uh, car and engine what it is now but as a leader, is very, very um, down in the list when yeah. you compare Christian or of Toto. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah, no, 100%. I agree with you on that. And maybe I should have waited till you finished your, your sentence. <laughs> <laughs> we were on the same page there. I was just, I was yeah. amped to get some answers out or get, get to get a rant out. Um, all right, well, look, we're not going to continue on with Ferrari. Like I said, I'm pretty sure next week now after Monza, we're going to be uh, ripping on them all over again. So let's let's save some ammo for that one. It's exhausting. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so um, I want to finish up talking about the drivers that are... 
well, two drivers, I suppose, that are more so fighting for their seats for next year, Ricardo and Schumacher. I know there's a couple that have are maybe still kind of waiting on contracts to be renewed, but I don't think maybe they're as um, sort, sort of as critical at the moment as Ricardo and Schumacher's situation is. Um, so, uh, well, actually, especially now as well on the Schumacher side of things with Colton, the news Colton Herta may be taking Gasly's seat in AlphaTauri, which... I'll be honest. Uh, that that's a, look. That's a whole other conversation, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, so, a couple of questions, anyway. Firstly, on Ricardo Isidro, um, he's doing himself no favors at this stage with the results. I mean, can you see anyone picking him for the for twenty twenty three seat at this with with the results he's putting in at the moment, especially today, even? No, if if I was in charge of a team and I was I had to pick a driver, Daniel will not be in my list right now. I mean, if he wants to continue in F1, he needs to step up. He may not like because he knows he's already gone for McLaren. Mm. Maybe he doesn't want to give points to McLaren, but he needs to think that uh, he needs to very good races to prove that he he deserves to have a seat because there's there's no short of drivers. We have Mick Schumacher now on the in the race as well to find a seat next year and if I had to pick between Ricardo and Schumacher I would prefer to bet in Mick Schumacher he's a younger driver more to prove Daniel is uh, is getting older and he's only declining yeah yeah no that's 100% and I mean you mentioned Mick there I mean let's have a quick chat about him as well I mean he got let down today with the 8 second penalty which sort of dropped him sort of out of the position where he hoped to be um, but Scotty, like, what do you see happening for Mick in 2023? Do you see him staying at Haas? I mean, surely Ricardo is probably not going to get picked up by Haas at this stage. I mean, like I said, even Zidro saying it there as well. It's very unlikely. Colton Herta, possibly to Alpha Terry, Gasly to Alpine. What? Where does that leave Haas and Mick Schumacher? Not just Mick Schumacher staying at Haas, but where does that leave Haas trying to convince Mick Schumacher maybe to stay? Like, or who else would they maybe p- possibly bring in? Uh, yeah, I, I I think that's probably the most likely event is that that Schumacher will probably stay at at Haas. Um, the only instance I don't see him staying there is maybe even if AlphaTauri go okay, Yuki, uh, we're we're done. And they move on from Yuki and uh, Gasly and go for Schumacher and Herta, perhaps. Well, that, that, just when you say about Yuki as well, like that would be you now Colton Herta. I like there's there's rumors st- circulating during the race or just before the race that Col- that there's some sort of a deal either you know has has is far along or it's nearly or close to being completed with Colton Herta to join AlphaTauri. Um, now, obviously, that requires some because he hasn't got the required points on his super license yet. So that requires that to be waived in some way or um, not really sure how that's going to pan out. I believe it's not the first time it would have been done if they do do it. But having Colton Herta and Yuki Sonoda as your lineup for next year at AlphaTauri, I mean, surely that doesn't bring you confidence I mean, one of them took his seatbelt off in the, in, in the middle of a race. I've <laughs> went Leroy Jenkins back to the pit lane. And the other guy is excellent in IndyCar, but has had very little exposure to Formula One. Like, is that the lineup you're going to go with for 2023? 
Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting shout. Um, I, I I'd be excited enough to see Colton Herta. Uh, it'd be nice to have a little wild card in there uh, on the grid. If I if I'm running Alfatari, mm. it's probably not the call I'm going to make. To be honest, um, on on Danny Riccardi, you mentioned him at the start there. The only team now I see. Sorry to to jump away from Alfatari there, but the only team I see picking up. Uh, Danny Ricardo is possibly even Williams at this stage. Latifi's probably gone. Thought you were about to say DHL. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, I, who I, I see there? Williams. Williams, the, yeah. Yeah, the only team really that would so, be somewhat excited to take on um, Ricardo at this stage. Now, there's strong rumours floating around as well that Williams are in discussions with Latifi staying on next year. Now, if that happens, I mean, if that, like... <laughs> If that Why? happens, Frank Williams, like, like I mean, look, there's there's financial reasons that that could happen. Now, I thought Williams had brought in a sizable investment in the new owners that would sort of negate the need for having that type of a scenario where you're sort of a pay-to-drive uh, scenario. But if that's not the case and they're holding on to Latifi just because they need sponsorship money, uh, that's 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 a disaster because there's there's better. Like Daniel Ricciardo would be much better in that uh, Williams. I mean, he'll probably still finish last, but he'll be <laughs> he's doing that anyway. <laughs> he, may, he may not spin out as much. Um, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, look, we're. Uh, we're ranting where I'm rambling anyway. So let's let, let me, let me cut myself short here. I'll pull, I'll pull back on the reins myself. Um, all right. Well, that's, uh, that wraps up the Dutch Grand Prix. So let's get to the predictions. Uh, if everybody has their predictions ready, um, let me go into predictions. Let me scroll down here. Okay. Here we go. Dutch Grand Prix. Right. Well, I was close. It could have happened. Um, <laughs> So I'll give my top three. I had Verstappen in first. Well, yeah, that was inevitable. Yeah. Leclerc P2 and Hamilton P3. You're close. It was very close. Very, very close. Scotty. So, yeah, you got one point then uh, yeah. for, for that. Oh, sorry. I forgot to jot down the points. I had uh, Verstappen P1, which is a gimme. Um, mm. I had Perez P2, which didn't happen at all. He ended up in fourth or fifth? Fifth? Fifth, I think, yeah. And then Russell P3. Okie doke. Oh, um, zero. Oh. All right, well. Verstappen first. Yeah. Perez second. Yeah. And Leclerc third. Nice. <laughs> All right, uh, hang on a second. Let me just bring one, up. Zero, one. All right, so is Cedro in the driving seat now? He <laughs> is. Yeah, hang on a second. I just want to. I just want to bring up uh, the results as well. I just want to confirm something here. <laughs> what that Charles Leclerc was not the no, no, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I just, I just want to double check that. <laughs> Leclerc, that doesn't look likely. That yeah, there. I want to make sure the fucking all the. Penalties and all that applied. All right. No, sorry. Okay. So my flop was uh, Carlos Sainz, which I'll be honest, it was an absolute flop, but I didn't. I called a DNF. So that's not happening. Yeah. Ferrari tried everything in their power today to get him <laughs> <laughs> out of the race. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Who did you go with, Scotty? I had a, a Vettel DNF, which didn't happen. No. 
and close. A zero, so close. I went awkward outside top ten. Didn't yeah. happen either. No. Yeah. All right, my surprise. I went with fucking Schumacher P10, <laughs> which I I I thought it was gonna happen, like you know, and then that eight second penalty, or not eight second penalty, sorry, that eight seconds in the pit lane. Uh I think that just screwed me. Oh, you went the same. Sorry, Scotty. Yeah, I'll, same I'll, as. I've just outed your, your yep. surprise. <laughs> um Oh yeah, that, yeah. I forgot. As yeah, zero. This, 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 sorry, that's why I wanted the results up. I just wanted to double check that that didn't happen. But of course, yeah, yeah. yeah Vettel was 14. Aston Martin. Now, top 10. we talked about uh, the Aston Martin cars both coming in the top ten, and we joked that while Vettel was likely, it was more Stroll that yeah. would have the trouble to get into the top ten, and it ended up that Stroll was the one who was in the top ten. <laughs> Vettel had a disaster today, didn't he? He's just yeah. not liking that car at all. No, not at all. Um, all right, so our winner this week is Azidro. <laughs> Way, finally some that. points. <laughs> so that's, been a while. It is been a while. So that's uh, me still at the top on seven, Scotty second on six, and Azidro starting to move on four. Comeback is on. <laughs> There's big things afoot. Yeah. Uh, all right, let me adjust... Uh, I didn't uh, prepare for next week's in a second. All right. Italian Grand Prix. Okay. All right. Ready. Predictions. Okay. I'm going with a Verstappen win. What? Crazy. Madness. (laughs) I'm going with a Leclerc P2. Ooh. And I'm going to science P3. Oh, big on the Italians this week. Big time, yeah. Um, I'm going to go for Latifi win. No, not really. I'm going to go for Max Verstappen. <laughs> Too late, called it. Locked in. <laughs> Can you imagine if that happened? Uh, I'll take your first answer. Yeah, Verstappen win. I'm going to go for uh, science number two. Uh, yeah, I think science is going to be on the money next week. Um, it's It's his turn to not get messed around by Ferrari. I think it's going to be Leclerc's week. Yeah. And then I'm going to go for a Hamilton P3. Now, you make that face. Yeah. But I think (laughs) there's going to be serious talks in Mercedes this week. They're going to analyze and they're going to break stuff down and they're going to be putting their best foot forward with Hamilton uh, next week. Can I explain my face and why I'm shitting all over that? Right, go on. (laughs) Today, I think Mercedes were competitive because it was a very high downforce, twisty circuit. I mean, it was just corner after corner after corner, and the Mercedes is very good at that. Monza is Mm. anything but. (laughs) And that's why I think Mercedes, like, they'll they'll be the best. uh, I I just think they'll be outside Ferrari and Red Bull. But look, Mm. who knows? I'm pretty shit at this game as well. Uh, all right, Zidra, who you got is here? Uh, Verstappen first. Oh, Jesus, we're copying homework again. Yeah. Leclerc second. Ah, and Russell, P3. Jesus, Ooh. look at you two. Yeah. Uh, I think today Mercedes was very subtle, saying that Russell is our number one driver. What? And, uh, yeah, I think that uh, that little uh, Russell calling the shot, saying I'm going in and leave Hamilton. Alone in the track, that mm. was clearly a sign that 
Mercedes is looking at Russell. I I'm hoping either next week it's either going to be me laughing at both of you guys or I'm <laughs> going to look like a proper moron. <laughs> um all right. All right, guys. My flop is going to be Perez with a DNF. Oh, Jesus. Are you kidding me? That's also uh, my flop. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, let me throw it in here first. Oh. Uh, all right. Alex, my reason for the DNF is I they changed his engine. Uh, well, they changed all his power unit components, I think, for the race today to an older one. And I don't know how old the one they put in it was. I didn't hear um, what uh, Christian Horner said about it. But I just, I if, if I'm, I'm relying on that going into Monza, which is just going to be a car at high revs, full throttle, and that there's a chance if they run that same engine, it may pack in on them. That's my reason. Yeah, that's that's my reason as well. It wasn't that I just randomly picked him, but you were playing is, that the was... odds that it was his turn to to. to... <laughs> Get out of a race. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, that would have been my reason had I done that research. But uh, yeah, no, I, I Perez DNF. Yeah. All cool. right, all right. So we're gonna go. All right, Zidro, who have you got as your as your flop? My flop would be. Let's see if you guys accept this. Both <laughs> Alfa Romeo do not finish. Ooh. Uh -huh. not That's to finish though. the race. Both Alfa Romeo DNF. Yeah, I, I'd probably take that. That's a Bottas. pretty big. They're big odds. Uh, that, that's huge. Like, I mean, like you probably would have accepted. He could have probably just said Bottas DNF. Well, he did that today. So I know the likelihood of it happening yeah. twice in a row is, you know, I yeah. But look, hey, you want to go for both <laughs> Alfa Romeos? I'll let he, you go for both. <laughs> he's mad about these doubles. The yeah, the, the double shots DNF. Right. Okay, surprise. Right, here we go. And I'm oh. not going for Schumacher again. <laughs> oh, God. I bet we're going to have the same one again. I don't think so. I'd be surprised. You always uh, say that. I'm going with Albon. Oh. Top 10. Oh, That's all right. That's okay. That that's a good a one. Surprise. Yeah, good shout. Yeah. I mean, that, uh, that uh, in... Um, Spa. Spa, it was so fast and straight. So I just thought, you know what, Monza, it's... Uh, could have the power there to get in top 10. Yeah, that's a good shout. I like that one. Who have you got um, as your surprise? My surprise is Lando Norris, and I'm going to say P4. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, uh, so your finishing order is going to be Verstappen, Sainz, Hamilton, and Norris. Norris, yeah. That's your top four. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm nailing that one in there. Will you see next week? Yeah. I'm going yeah. to get the, the internet applause. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah we'll, going again. We'll, we'll queue it up for you. We'll <laughs> let the internet know and be ready. Um, <laughs> all right, Isidro, who have you got as your surprise? My surprise will be Mick Schumacher. Top oh, oh, Jesus Christ. Jesus. Top 10? Yeah. <laughs> Why do we keep on betting on this guy? <laughs> <laughs> After we've just had a whole conversation that we reckon he's going to be staying over Daniel uh, Ricciardo. <laughs> I love him as a driver, but he hasn't been delivering. Do you know what? Uh, speaking of Daniel Ricciardo, I'm just going through. Monaco was the last time we had Daniel Ricciardo as a surprise, and that was Isidro going for Ricciardo <laughs> P6. Yeah. 
a believer at the time. There has never like that that shows our faith in Ricardo. Like he hasn't he hasn't been in the predictions once, not even as a flop, because we know it's gonna Oh no, we do. Sorry, there we go. We have Ricardo's a DNF though, France. Oh I mean the only surprise now would be that he's still driving a race car this time next year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Well, look, let's wrap it up there. Uh, that's it for this week's episode. So next up, F1 is off to Temple of Speed and the Ferrari homeland for the Italian Grand Prix. So make sure to join us for that. As always, if you want to get in touch with your own questions, comments, corrections, you know where to send them. Feedback at latenightracereview.com or anywhere you find us on social media. Until next week. 